Jersey Boys was the first movie review that I did, and it just means the world to me. And um, so in, the, in the show world, we, we premiered what is it, almost 15, 15, 15 years, years today. Yeah, 15 years ago. Really? 15 years Happy today. Happy anniversary. Way. Happy anniversary. Holy shit, man. That's yeah. that crazy. It was all downhill from there, really. No, um, no we loved it. Um, Gia was at it, the it changed night everything on Broadway. Yeah, I was. Wow. Wow. Were you there? Wow, where? On at the closing, closing night, night on Broadway. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I was. There I didn't too. go. No, I didn't go. To, yeah. No, I didn't go no. to closing night. No, I went to tenth anniversary. Okay. How is that it's company? Beautiful. How are they? It's, how's a, it I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. Oh. At New World Stages, and yeah. it's a smaller production. Um, they've had to get rid of a few things. Um, and, you know, we, we were talking to a few of the other guys and they were like, you know, we love that the show is still alive and in, in this way, but we, we're not sure if we would love to do the show if it's not at a certain level, you know, mm-hmm. and I get that. I totally, totally get that because um, we always talk about, you know, what if Matt Bogart ever came back to play Nick Massey? <laughs> Nick. Um, and he, I mean, talk about job security. <laughs> oh my God, he did it. He did it. it was well. That was the, that was the thing about Jersey Boys is that it was like the job that just kept yeah. giving. You know, it was like it was great. I I thought when I left, I thought, okay, I'm done, and I'm gonna go do Billy Elliot, and yeah. I'm done. And then of course I get a call a year, not even maybe eight months later, because um, they offered me to go do the opening of Jersey Boys in Vegas, and I it was two weeks before the Tony Awards for. Uh, for Billy Elliot, and I'm an old school pro in the sense that you never leave a show right before the Tony Awards. You never do that. Right. So I That's... turned to Vegas. I turned Vegas down like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> because I was. I would have made a fortune, but I was. I couldn't. Um, I just wasn't. I just didn't feel it was the right thing to do to leave a show just before the Tony Awards. But I broke my back right after the Tony oh Awards. Oh my god! That was. Oh, that no. was what was. How'd yeah. you break your back? Billy, I was crossing the stage. Um, well, in 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 the choreography in the in the riot, which is the way they, we ended the first act, was this thing where the angry dance, where Billy. I love the show gets, so much. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he gets off. Well, we had. I had. Uh, I was on the first track of that. Meaning, I'm. The, I was one of the first rioters to come out with another guy, um, uh, this other dancer, and we and we'd come out with these big billboard things mm-hmm. those each weigh, weighed about 40 pounds so i had that we're on a rake stage i had that and then i had to lift kevin bernard up from a, 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 a turn that he did on the floor and then i had to lift him up while i had the the billboard thing so i kept doing this step and i lifted him up and i then would have to throw the billboard over across the stage and it was just it was very very um uh, it was like it was like stunt choreography. So this one part just kept hurting my back. And I remember during rehearsal, 
Now, we were in rehearsal for three months for that show because we had to do everything three mm -hmm. times because we had three different boys. So everything had to be done triple time rather than just doing it once with one guy to play right. the role. So we had to do everything three times. So I go through and I was like, yeah, this is killing my back. So I went and told them and they said, <clears throat> well, if you can't do it, get out. And I went, oh, okay. So I kept doing it. And then, um, and then two days after the Tony Awards, I'm walking across the stage after uh, Solidarity, I think was the end of that number. And we're all crossing the stage like this. And suddenly I took a step and my left foot, just my whole left side went like paralyzed. Like I thought I, I thought I was having a stroke or something. I didn't know. I just fell and I, I couldn't get up for real. Um, so the, the stagehands had to drag me off the stage so that the, so that the set wouldn't wow. kill me. So they dragged, dragged me off stage. They wouldn't stop the show, of course. They were like, oh, no, let's keep the show going. Fuck this guy. But <laughs> they dragged me off the stage. And there I am for about a half hour. I had to wait till intermission before they put me in an ambulance to go because I couldn't move at all. Um, and I, it freaked me out. I thought, I remember sitting there. I remember being in the backstage area, looking up at the rafters and seeing the show going on while I can't move. And it was, I thought, oh, no, is this it? This is it. This is the end. This is, this is it. This is how it ends. And, uh, Some sort of existential so question. Was, <laughs> yeah. So then I went, I went down. I, well, it was like in my mind, I'm going, what the fuck, you know? So, uh, but uh, they took me to the hospital and then I needed to have um, a, um, well, it's called a, um, I had to have a double discectomy. Oh my God. And, um, yeah, it's where they, uh, the, there was a, there was bone to bone there is what was happening. So it was kind of, I couldn't, and so for nine, I was out for nine months and then I went back to the show after nine months. And as I'm going back in, the guy who replaced me is having to have the same surgery I just had. Yes. And then I come, I know. And I came back and I said, you need to change this one little thing that's been causing the problem. And they're, they said they're not going to change it. So <laughs> I went, okay, well, I happened to be able to go on. I was, I was the understudy for the dad in that show. So I went on for Greg Jabara for about a month. And I was safe because I wasn't doing that step. <clears throat> the under, the guy, so the guy who took my place was out of the show because he had to go have surgery like I did. The understudy who was playing my part when I was playing the dad had the same injury. That's three people that, that got their back ruined at in that moment. So they, and they just went, Oh, well, no, we're not going to change. And I finally said, look, if you want me to go back to that part, I want to do it. But this one step has to change. And finally, after the third person having to go into surgery because of their choreography, they finally changed it. But I went back, I was in there for maybe four months and it started hurting again my back and I went to the doctor and he said you're leaking disc matter out of your spine if you keep doing this you're going to get crippled for life and I was like I'm out oh my out. god See oh ya. my god oh my god <laughs> and then and then a month later Jersey Boys calls me back and says would you go on the tour for six months and I'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> no problem so everything happens the way it needs to right and that's right that's right and everyone remembers it the yeah. way they need to <laughs> you see? 
10 years, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Did I? All right, so for the movie, the coolest thing was, um, was um, Michael Lamenda. Was, it was sweet. My first day of showing up at the, on set, Michael Lamenda gave me a gift, a, a box, a, like a big gift. It was in my dress, in my, in my trailer. <laughs> so I, I opened that thing up, and it's a box of towels. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift. It was a, it was a box what a of gift. towels used from Nick used. Massey. He gave me a box of towels, and it had my, oh no, not used, oh, with my name on them. It was great. It was great. It was the Beautiful. nicest gift, but it was like his way of saying, Nick Massey would have given you towels. So it was sweet. He gave everybody towels. So if you haven't noticed, I guess this is Silhouette's JB podcast, the deepest dive into Jersey Boys you've ever taken in your life. Um, with the greatest stories with the greatest you stories. can already tell I mean, from Donnie Kerr. We talk about dropping the yes. mic, okay? It's, this is like dropping the mic from the Empire State Building here, the top of the rock. So Thank we you. got Donnie Kerr. He, um, a Jersey Boys legend, played Jip DiCarlo at La Jolla, originated the role of Jip, played Norm Waxman in the original Broadway cast, understudying Tommy DeVito and Jip, later understudying Bob Crew until he left Broadway, the the production in 2008. He played Norm Waxman on tour in the movie. Hell yeah. And Jip DeCar- <laughs> and then he played Jip DiCarlo for three months in Vegas before closing in 2016. But wait, there's more. He played Scab and Posh Dad, right? In the original Broadway cast, right. Billy Elliot, he was in The Who's Tommy, directed by Des Mackinoff, also starring Christian Hoff. There you go. Um, and he was in the he was in Legend with F. Murray Abraham. Um, I don't so really first know, I, I know he, he was I I personally know F not not personally I don't personally know him but I know F. Murray Abraham. Mm-hmm. He's in a new show on Apple TV Plus called Mythic Quest Two: Raven's Banquet. It's mm-hmm. so good. Check it out. You were in the human comedy, right, on Broadway. Um, He's played featured roles in countless TV shows. He performs ballet. He's a dancer, guys. Used to. (laughs) He directs, and and he's a director, including what he's here to talk about with us today, Rockers on Broadway, a yearly benefit concert. You know, when you're listening to this, um, it's going to be happening November 9th at 7 p.m. online, which he's here to talk about today. Please welcome the one and only Donnie <laughs> Kerr. Hell yeah. Hey. Dropping the mic. Dropping the mic. Dropping the mic. Yes. So, yes. well, to answer your question, we do have burning questions for you. And so, so far, Please. we've been deep diving heavily, heavily, of course, into the show, which you want to as well. But we cannot leave the movie. Um, like, we, we can't, like, we have the movie take a backseat, um, especially for sure. both of us. Like, collectively, we, we have seen the movie over 150 times. Of course, studying your performance, you are, you are the Jersey Boys legend. So we're going to talk about the movie. And of course, we want you to talk about your show. So, so your show, Rockers on Broadway, has been around for 27 years. Is this the 27th year? Yes. Congratulations. Yes, yes, this is. is huge. Thank you. There is no Thank one you. in the business that Donnie has not worked with, whether it's, it's directors, other performers. Like, you're the man. And so, so could you tell us about Rockers on Broadway and, and how, how you started it? Sure. Right. Sure. Sure. It started in, um, I was doing the Who's Tommy um, in 93, and Pete Townsend came up to me and said, uh, actually, Pete and Dez um, both pulled me aside during a, a lunch break while we were rehearsing Tommy and said, listen, <clears throat> once we open and get going, um, 
Pete said, Donnie, I want, I want Broadway people to understand what it is to be me uh, and understand what my, the rock and roll side of things. Um, he says, and I want you to spearhead it and put together a band and then um, have the performers sing whatever they want, um, but the, keep it rock and roll, and then I'll, I'll join you. And we'll do some gigs around town. And I was like, cool. Um, <laughs> Pete Townsend. Right. So I, I went, okay. Nice. So, I, so I went, okay, well, let me pull the band together. Well, I went to the, the Tommy band and I said, listen, we're going to do this <clears throat> gig or two with the cast and we're going to play live and we're going to just do rock and roll. It's nothing to do with Broadway. And everybody was like, yeah. So I rehearsed. Um, I remember we had we did it in three days, meaning we rehearsed for two days. And the third day, Pete was going to join us and run through everything, and then we'd do the show the next day. <clears throat> it was on a Monday on our day off at the China Club, uh, the old China Club on 76th or 77th Street. So I, uh, anyway, so we rehearsed, we do the two days, and we get the band together, and it's great. And then... Suddenly, then Pete shows up at rehearsal with his guitar and a little amp. It was like, it was pretty weird. So he shows up with this guitar and his amp, and everybody plugs it in, and everybody's ready. And I'm, of course, you know, he's my boss, and he's also, you know, Pete. <laughs> so I, I was like, I was like, uh, Pete, what would you like to, would you like to work on first? And he looked at me and he said, I'm not the boss, Donnie. You decide what's going on, and you tell me what to fucking play. And I went, "Hell, okay. fucking yeah!" Let, I said, "Let's <laughs> let, let's start with one we all know. Let's start with pinball." And he was like, "Okay," and uh, okay, okay. He, yeah, he's like, "Okay." So he puts his guitar on, and suddenly he starts going into and he starts playing the open opening, and it's. Pete Townsend, who wrote it, which is a different thing. I had already been singing with the orchestra every night. We'd been doing it, and that was a high in itself. Exactly. It's that energy is, but imagine this. Yeah, exactly. But here I am, then I've got, I'm suddenly, I've got Pete Townsend playing guitar, and then for a second, I went, wait a minute, for this next five minutes, I'm Roger Daltrey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I get to have fun and wiggle around and sing the hell out of something and be next to this legend Shit, playing man. guitar for me. It was pretty wow. amazing. And I, so I did that and it was, it was a feeling that, that really changed my life. It really kind of gave me a sense of, uh, of a confidence that I never had before. And it was, it sort of opened the door to some other, uh, another energy. And so I, um, we did it and we, it was very successful. And then Pete said, you know, you should do this more often you know, maybe make it a, a, you know, do something for charity. So then I created Rockers on Broadway. And um, <clears throat> so I did it every year since. Beautiful. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and it's it's been great. We, we donate um, most of the funds that we raise every year goes to arts education for underprivileged kids. The PATH um, Fund, and it's right? Helped. Yes. The PATH Fund stands for Performing Artists That Help. And um, that's why we... So but, yeah. nothing to do with the and path so, train, by the way. Okay, if you're, if no, you're nothing, listening, to, nothing to do with the path train between New York. And no, no, it's not a freaking path train. All right, it's not the. Because <laughs> that's what I like. I knew it was for arts education, but I was like, there's not a lot yes. of things named path. 
then I was like, wait, so this is what yeah. it stands for. <laughs> wait. Yeah. yeah. So artists, there you go. Exactly. Artists who train. Performing artists. Train. Ah. Yes. Gia. <laughs> Gia. That's all Gia. Oh, is that no, what it is? Really? Oh, my God. Artists who train. <laughs> Performing artists okay. that train. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good. okay. So you know what? Train. We'll talk, we'll talk to the higher here. ups. We'll um, talk to the higher yeah, ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Care of it. But anyway, it was it was uh, it was. Uh... <laughs> well, it's like the Pink Panther. Like you're the trainer who trains. Like yes, yes, yes. It's like, excuse me, you have a massage, <laughs> really? <laughs> Amazing. So you guys, you donate to arts education, and but you, yes. you've donated donate to, to uh, Broadway mm-hmm. Cares in the past as well. Yes, Broadway Cares. We have three companies that we donate to, but there's something different happening this year because of the COVID and because of what happened. We decided that we wanted to directly help the Broadway community because actors like myself who've been working on Broadway for years, you know, suddenly because of the COVID now, Broadway's been shut down for like a year and a half. It's going to be gone. It's not going to be, it's going to be the last thing that comes back. So all of these actors and all of these peers and um, everybody from seamstresses to crew to front of house to all of them, uh, everybody that makes a Broadway show happen are all suffering because they can't work. So we're this year um, we are um, donating all of the money. Most of the money is going to be going to a, a thing that we, the Path Fund created called the Path Fund Community Relief Grant Program, uh-huh. which um, gives actors and Broadway people um, uh, grants up to $500 to help with groceries and to help them get through this hard time. So it's a sense of giving back to the community and the people that have donated their time to do rockers before and to help us out. So it's a way of giving back because they have, there's nothing to look forward to at the moment. So however we can help. What's it been like putting together Mm -hmm. this virtual concert? Oh my God. (laughs) Insane. It's like, 12 hours a day wow. and um, it's bit but what the thing is normally is that we rehearse the band for three days and then we go in with the performers and we do the show sure. live and yeah. it's great different thing this time because now we've had to pre-tape everything and then mix everything uh, and I did something different instead of just sending everybody the tracks and then them sing from home with their you know computer what I would do is I said, okay, you can sing it into your computer, but I want you to send me, a separate the track so I can mix that exactly. track into the band track. Yes. So it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound homemade. It mm-hmm. sounds like a record. I mean, I yeah. really, it re- really sounds good. And what we had to do is we, I've worked with this wonderful, um, this wonderful video editor, Jessica Carollo, and she's been um, working with me on each one of these. So you, what we did first is record and then I mixed, and then I sent back the mix, and then she lined up the video and then did conceptual ideas and stuff like that. So it it took us a lot of time, but I, I think when you see the show, hopefully you guys will watch. I, I um, It's this Monday at 7 p.m., Monday, November 9th at 7 p.m. on Broadway On Demand. So how did you get all the talent together? So, so you know them all personally, I would imagine. I know them. I just, I just called. <laughs> I said, you want to do this? And they're like, yeah, so I'm like, great. So You're then in? I say, you want to do this? Hey, listen, 
you know, <laughs> we, we could we could lower the vig a little bit. Exactly. You know? for you. Hey, <laughs> there we go. There we go. You do a little something for me. I'll do yeah. something yeah. for una, you. Una mano lava la otra. Ya <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing is, most of these people have done it before, and they had such a good time that they said, "Oh, yeah, let's go." If you can make it happen, great. So yeah, well, twenty-seven um, years in the making. Like it's it's. Yeah, I just have right. to say, those glasses look like the ones you used in the movie. They do. <laughs> That's why I bought them. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you what. I tried. I tried so hard for them to sell me. I tried so hard to get the glasses I wore in the movie. Um, I really did. But I wasn't. Oh, I'm going to share something with you guys. Please. The thing is, then I, then I found these and I was like, okay. Because I love those glasses. They looked, I, I just, they just felt right. So I tried to buy them. They wouldn't sell me, sell them to me. They wouldn't give them to me. I tried to sneak them. They uh-huh. caught me. They were like, no, give me the fucking glass. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I tried to walk off set with them one day, and they were like, no, nope, give, give me the, the glasses. Glass. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I have, this is the coolest thing. Um, there was a lighter from La Jolla. We did in La Jolla where I played Jip, and there was a little lighter, a little um, old school lighter. Um, and... Uh, that lighter was used in the original La Jolla Productions, Me as Jip. Then that lighter was also, that same lighter was used when I played Norm on Broadway. And that same lighter I used in the movie to play Norm. Same lighter. <gasps> ah! Went from La Jolla to Come the on. movie. And it yeah. worked all those years? No, it you know, all the, yeah, it's, a, it's a classic. Like, it's a 1964 yeah. um, Zippo. And it's, it's a lighter that went through... Every production I ever did, even when I went on tour, I took it with Come me. Come on! Wow. What 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 yeah. drew you yeah. to that one lighter? Why did you keep it? Why? Because I it? because yeah. when I when I when I played Jip in La Jolla, I thought, oh, I'm, and we knew we were gonna. I knew we were gonna go to Broadway, so I was like, hmm, I'll keep this. Mm-hmm. And I asked if I could keep it, and they said, sure. So amazing for good measure. Then when I showed up in rehearsal in New York, I was like, ha ha, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll, so, we'll subtract it. it from the vig. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes. exactly. But it, uh, so that was a fun, that was a fun little uh, thing I wanted to share. Well, you have two other huge stories to tell us it's about your okay. experience working with Christopher Walken because you are, oh, you already yeah. had the Gyp Carlo experience. Yes, um, could you yes. tell us your crazy story about working with Chris? Oh my God, Chris? sure, Chris Walken, man. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the the two things. Well, all right. So the first day I was working with. Christopher Walken, I, it was my 50th birthday, and, um, and I was so like, wow, what a great way to celebrate a birthday, so um, I went over to Clint Eastwood, and I said, Mr. Eastwood, thank you for, uh, for this lovely birthday present, he goes, first of all, don't call me Mr. Eastwood, and he said, uh, uh, how old are you, and I said, <laughs> I'm 50, I'm getting old. And he looked at me, after taking a few seconds, he looked at me and he said, don't let the old man in. And he walked away. And I, that became like a mantra to me because I was like, oh, that was really cool. I mean, I, I literally had said, oh, I'm 50, I'm getting old. And he was like, don't let the old man in. And, le- and then that was in 2013. Wouldn't you know, last year there was a movie that came out that he did um, called The, the Mule. The Mule. Yeah. Yeah. And if you listen to the end, the, the ending song of that, Toby Keith wrote a song called Don't Let the Old Man In. You're fucking kidding. I was like, 
fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? But that's the truth. Give Give yeah. Clint a call and be like, hey. Yeah, I was like, like damn hypocrites. It. You mother of you mother little. No, I didn't. Asshole. I didn't do that. I didn't call him and say that. A hole. Asshole. Oh, I, oh, I have a, I have another story for you. But that, that, yes, let me go with. So let me sorry. go with. Let me go with. All right. So Chris Walken. Uh, so we we do it, uh, and then but for the first I remember when we were shooting I, I worked with Chris Walken for like nine days during the movie, and for the first three days we were shooting the big sit down scene, and uh, I remember uh, each time between takes Chris Walken Chris Walken and I would go to this little room in the house, and in the house in the in the mansion that was being filmed. And in between, while they're reloading film or reload, relighting or whatever, they would send Chris and I to this little room. And we'd get to this little room, and he would sit there, cross his legs, and close his eyes. And, okay, so the first day I was like, all right, well, you know, I don't want to interrupt his process, even though it's just me and him in a room. Mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to say, hey, I, you know, I want to talk stuff, you know. But no, I, I let him alone. And the second day he did the same thing. Go in and not say a word and close his eyes. And I was like, God, what the fuck? And so finally, the third day, I was like, uh, Chris, what the fuck is this closing the eyes thing? <laughs> I said, why? Why? I don't want to interrupt your, your, your process, but what the fuck? And he goes, ah, he said, Donnie, you know, you're, you're a theater guy. You know, you're used to a proscenium being 30, 40 feet wide, and you're in the middle of the stage, and you have all this room. Well, in film or TV, your proscenium is as big as your fa- is right. this big. So everything is your eyes. So if when you're going to do a long day's shoot, first thing you need to do is rest your eyes because your eyes will get tired because the first thing to get tired when you're doing a long shoot are your eyes. And I was like, oh, lesson learned. <coughs> so That's so... But it was really good advice. Yeah, really. I mean, mm-hmm. both of those. I figure if you're going to shoot mm-hmm. something for eight hours, right. you're going to be like by the seventh hour when they're going to get the good shot. You're mm-hmm. going to be like, hey. <laughs> exactly, I, without even realizing it. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Talk that's about right. being very, talk very about clear. Like being around these people who are just dropping nuggets. Dude, it was like it was like a master class for me. It really yeah. was uh, because the other thing that he said to me was, um, Clint uh, gave me two notes during shooting. One was um, I, I remember because I uh, in the movie you'll see uh, when I go backstage to at the Ed Sullivan th- uh, show or wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I go back to talk about the hundred and fifty large. If you notice, I take off my glasses mm-hmm. yes. and I say hundred fifty mm-hmm. large. Well, well, here's what happened. The first take I did, I'm smoking, so I'm smoking, you know, all up and smoke, which I did this little thing. <laughs> yes, all okay? up and smoke, yes. <laughs> up and smoke, right? <laughs> so I did the thing, cigarette like this, and then I had to take off my glasses, right? Well, the thing is, is um, I was, I had done up and smoke, and then when he spoke, and then the next thing I was going to say is he owes me 150 grand. So I, was, I went, I went, he owes me 150 grand. Well, Clint stopped. He took me aside and he said, Donnie, in film, uh, you don't want to put the editors in a corner. And I said, what do you mean? 
He goes, well, two things. Number one is always do the action on the words. Don't prepare before the action. That's mm-hmm. all I mean. He goes, right. watch. Yes. And he goes, give, give me your glasses and give me a cigarette. <laughs> Clint Eastwood is now playing Norm Waxman <laughs> for me, right? So he, got, he takes me aside. We're over in the break. And he goes, all right, watch me, watch me, watch me. And he goes, all right, you say the lines, and then I'll just show you the action. I said, okay. So I said, uh, you know, everything's going to go up in smoke. And he did the thing like I did. And then, he's, and then he said, uh, then he says, when you say, the point of it is, is that he said, don't do take off the glasses and mm-hmm. then say the word. Mm-hmm. You say the word while you're taking off the glasses. Right, $150,000, yeah. Yeah, because 150 large right. is different than going 150 large. Why? Is because the editor has to get you taking off the glasses on your words so that he can cut to somebody else. Right. Because if you, if you take them off before, he doesn't know where to go back. It's so the it's continuity. A, which right. Which is exactly. so different for uh-huh. theater because like you because that, yeah. that could be such a moment, you know, taking off the glasses and then saying, because you, yeah. you can really make that into yeah. a beautifully staged moment. Bit. That's right, but not, not for film. film. Different thing. You have to take it on the action. And that was something that was a very, very clever note that I, he gave me. The other one was um, don't blink. <laughs> yeah, just don't blink. Did, did you blink, blink a lot? I, well, when I, I first I guess started, so. I, was, I, was like, I was like, you know, I wasn't really used to, I was used to doing it in the theater, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, but he had said, um, Clint had said, uh, listen, here's a piece of advice, kid. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, listen, don't blink. I'm like, what do you mean don't blink? People blink. He goes, no. And when you're talking and you're in a in a and you're this close and you're talking to somebody, when you have a point to make, you never blink. And I was like, that's true. He says, because if you're telling the truth to somebody and you want them to hear you, you're not blinking. Mm-hmm. You're getting the point across. And I was like, totally makes sense whereas if i said 150 large it would be like insecure exactly it would i would look like a pussy you know, I mean? <laughs> you know like uh, how much do you owe you uh, 150 large you know, you know? So, like, no no blinking so that's my advice for any for any uh theater exactly. actors going into film Thank you. you know th- remind yourself not to blink and always do the action on the words Amen to that. Hashtag yeah, paying yeah. off the vig with Donnie Kerr, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's so, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, well, yes. And Donnie, yeah. so it was a masterclass for you being on set. You telling us yeah. these stories feels that way for us. Exactly. Everything you're telling oh, us thank you. is thank you. dropping this is, everything. This is everything <laughs> that I can't ever dreamed about is having. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm. I, yeah, I'm just give, I'm trying to give you, you know, if if I can pass on any anything that helps anybody, then then I'd be, I'm I'm happy to do that because I mean I was so lucky to have that opportunity, um, you know, for having Chris Walken give me, tell me why he closes his eyes, I mean the fact of the reason why he did was so was about the art was about what his what he's doing with his craft and i and i I thought well i can only walk away with positive energy on that and then and then you had a little trade-off because then you got to teach him how to dance a little bit 
Oh, that's right. That's right. The end. Yeah, yeah. For, for, that's right. Sergio comes over and he goes, Donny, Donny, you got to teach. So you got to teach. We're talking you teach about Chris. the curtain call dance if for everyone listening. In the yeah. movie, after they sing Sherry under the street lamp where they mm-hmm. do, they pay homage mm-hmm. to the Oh, oh what, what a night, night it was. So yes. mm-hmm. That's yes. what we're talking about. So here's again. We do this one step, which is, you know, a step, touch, step, touch, step, 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 touch, step, touch. Turn, turn, kick, turn, kick, turn, mm. kick, turn. Yeah, yeah, and there's just that, that little thing. And so anyway, um, <clears throat> so Sergio was busy trying to focus on some other things. So he said, Donnie, you've got to teach Chris this thing. You've got to teach him. So I'm like, okay. So I go, and I, I'm teaching Chris. And he's, you know, Chris, is, Chris was a dancer. You know, he was a Broadway guy back in the day before he was a film star. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes, he was a Broadway, he was a Broadway dancer. Wow. Yes, Chris Walken. And so, so here's the thing. So I'm teaching him. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> In his way. So I, but I said, you got to get the, he's, I, he goes, okay, cool. He says, wait, what's that little extra thing you're doing? And I was like, oh, okay. So I got up and I said, okay. You know, so when you're showing, and you're doing the thing, and then you're doing the, the little extra, uh, uh, right? If you give, if you get the extra little, boop, boop, it, it's cool. And it makes it look like you're throwing it away, like it's cool throwing it away. He goes, "Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay." So uh, we get we get into him, we get it set, and they were coming down the street, and there he is doing the. Uh, uh. He like did a, the cool thing. Yeah, yeah. He gave you he gave you the extra little. It's uh, an extra. Uh. It's a cha cha that he added it's to. It's just like you know. Exactly. Or he's kind of like how Joey yeah, Russo Joey would act when he's doing Joe He's just yeah. like. Hey. They're doing the same thing. It's... The, the, the thing is, the, the best part was that, it, it, and here's the thing, is that what we realized, what we realized, and this is, I realized this kind of like the third day of shooting with Chris Walken, was that he loves dirty jokes. <laughs> if you tell him a dirty joke, he's oh, all yours. My man. All yours. My he's man. all yours. So like, for instance, when we were doing that, that last bit where... <clears throat> Chris comes around and then Joey Russo comes over to him and then they do that little hey can I help you brother and he's getting out of the car mm-hmm. if you <laughs> Chris Walken was when he was getting out of the car because I was coming alongside I was coming around the side so I was with him there too and I can't tell you what he said Uh-oh. okay I oh, can't you can. tell you what he no, he just no. was like he was yeah. just talking. He, he he told the dick joke, and that's why okay. he was able to laugh. Right. And um, <laughs> he kept going. We did the take like three or four times, and for, I think Joey had said some, told him some dirty joke or something. And I remember he, Chris Walken. Every time we were doing the take, when Joey would come around, <clears throat> he would tell the same <laughs> joke, so that. <laughs> Chris Walken remembered, oh yeah, (laughs) it was like a whole, it was like, that's what got him to smile and be like, "Eh." it was, it was, it was like keeping his attention, you know, it's Christopher Walken, how many movies has he done, how many, how many amazing things has he done, Legend. I mean, to play, yeah, so like, yeah, and I, that is cool, I I didn't know that until day of, I was like, Mm -hmm. he goes, oh yeah, this is my first time, I've, I've met Clint, but this is the first time we've ever worked together, I was like, wow. Wow. So, oh, there here's another story, real quick. It was a season of first. Yes, it was. It was. It, there's one. Yes. Here's one last one. Here's Ayo. one last thing. So, no, no, keep going okay. forever. So here's please. the thing. So here's another <laughs> thing. We're sit, we're shooting the sit down scene with all of us, the four guys, me and Chris Walken, and um, you know, uh, 
Chris had never seen the show. Uh, Walken had never seen the show when we when we shot it, and so he came up to me and he said, um, "I heard that you created this role." And I said, "Yes, I did in La Jolla." He says, "So this guy was a real guy?" I said, "Yeah, totally." So then he goes, "Okay." So he goes, "You know, I have to understand that I'm. I know you guys have the lines and you're all ready to go." But film is different, so I might take a minute before to give my response or my reaction to what's happening. I might take 30 seconds. So we all were prepared, and we said, great. So it gets to the point where, I forget what it is, uh, uh, when Jip interrupts and says something, or we say something, and then suddenly the line goes to Jip. And literally, we'd be like, bam, bang, lines, lines, doing the lines like we did for the show, boom, boom. And then it gets to Chris Walken, and he's like, uh... <laughs> and he's taking the minute the 30 seconds to do what he needs to do for his response but he would do it like three times he'd be like uh, so the line goes da 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 boom and he's like uh, oh yeah yeah and then he's giving the responses what it sounds like to me is that he was creating mm-hmm. more work <laughs> than you were like, with the, with right. the glasses that's what it yeah. sounds because, because it could be like like the the uh, mm-hmm. a line that I can be thinking about is maybe you know after Michael Lamenda goes ten years he sits down and yeah, then usually for Jim that's right that, that's thank right you for sharing right after so but it I cuts, but then, and it's and like yeah, well Nick that was, thank you for it sharing it was all that. up to the yeah. editor to find that yeah. timing but here's the cool here's mm-hmm. the funny thing so we're yeah. shooting now mind you this is a fifteen minute scene Clint Clint yes. Eastwood likes to do two takes scene. and be done. That's just how That's he is. It. So you have to come with your A game. Well, okay. for this particular scene, Chris Walken, after th- three or four times, goes, you know, Clint, uh, I just need to do it again. All right. Which means we all have to do the whole scene over again. Right? Yeah. And uh, so he goes over to Clint and says, um, I'm, I'm going to need to do this one more time. And Clint goes, ah, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> All right, and then so then Chris Chris starts to walk away to go back to his first position, and you hear and you see Clint so excited to say this. It made him so happy, because what happens while Chris Walken is walking away to go do the next take, he goes, "Hey, uh, Chris, give me a little more cowbell this time." <laughs> and Chris Walken turned around. Rolled his eyes and said, after 50 fucking movies, I'm more famous for fucking cowbell. <laughs> Damn right he is. Chris, Chris, Damn Chris, right he Chris, is. But Chris, Clint, what, Clint was so excited to say it. He goes, hey, yeah. And after he said it, he started laughing, like, really hard. Like, he was so happy that he got it. But that next take was well, the one that they used because suddenly... The reason why Chris Walken wanted to take it again is because he was thinking too much about it. And mm-hmm. so this distraction that Clint did, this is the sign of a great director, just mm-hmm. said one little thing to throw him off, right? And that for when he, so it took his mind off of it for a minute so that when he did come back, he was fresh and he yeah. was great. And he killed it. You but guys it was, had such good chemistry in that oh, scene. Oh, yeah. I, it I, was so great. great. I mean, was, we, I, I, I think... I think for me, and I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know about, um, but for me, the sit down has to be the best scene. Well, it's it's also it's 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 the um, it's it's 
to me, it's the money. It's the money scene because, um, <laughs> which is the scene, the money scene. Get, but I mean that in the sense of the fact that it, it was written. It was the best written part of the show because it was the moment when Tommy has to 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 admit that he's not. It's not working, um, and it's it's his fault. And he knows he put him. He put everybody in that position. So it was. It was that. It was that was kind of like the the over the bridge that sort of defined it all crept up. Role. That was the mm-hmm. yeah. kind of kind of yeah. crept up. That was, on that me. was the climax. Yep. That was yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crept up on me. That's no, amazing. exactly. Yeah. I love <laughs> you, everything you say is a quote from. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we're. That's, that's what we're here exactly. For. <laughs> I mean, we that's we're here for the quotes, the quotable uh-huh. moments. That's what you know. we're here for. All right. So here's here's yes. I got another thing for you. Mm-hmm. This is this is something nobody knows. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. Exclusive. Uh, so, you know the all right. So this is exclusive, guys, and I I. I I will tell you that during rehearsal, uh, first of all, <clears throat> the Donnie and Stosh scene in the car. Mm-hmm. All right, so I was uh, originally it was Bruno and uh, Nicholas or something like that, or Nick were the it's names of these guys, right? So we 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 so here's I'm doing the Donnie and Stosh thing, the well, actually Nick and Bruno scene, uh, and we're in rehearsal and for Broadway and. And then suddenly Des, Des comes in and says, um, "All right, so <clears throat> we have to change the names of these two guys because Frankie uh, has shown some concern mm-hmm. because there are actually guys named Nick and Bruno who actually did this. Oh, and, we don't, mm-hmm. and 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 he doesn't want Frankie doesn't want to get called by these guys, so we're going to change the names." So um, Bruno is fine, but we got to find another name, an, an unusual Italian name. And then suddenly, the next day, so we're all going. Well, what about Sully and this? That, that, Sully, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're making Buster's all these suggestions, yeah. right, right? So then suddenly, the next, he goes, "Oh well, we'll just go home and think about it, and we'll come back tomorrow morning and we'll figure it out." Well, the next day, well, I show up to rehearsal, <clears throat> and Des says, "Well, the other name we're going to use." Is Donnie, <laughs> he, he, and, he, and he looks at me and smiles, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was so. I was playing my own name and in the scene, great. Fucking All right, you want to use Donnie? It. So I, I was like, cool. But here's not. This is not. He wasn't just doing this to be nice to me. There was a. There was. There was right before the first preview. So during all of rehearsal for the six weeks, there was a line in the scene. Where Tommy is eating his dinner and he's talking and to the prostitutes after 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 the, after after yeah exactly but after Frankie goes through the car scene he goes and he visits Tommy and Tommy says you know Donnie's not your friend I'm your friend mm-hmm. right fuck Donnie well, exactly exactly so here's what happened is that this is Des just being such a, a shishier uh, uh, he was just a, 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 a cat you know one of those shishier yes, cats. Yes. And so here, here he's so Des goes because in the dialogue before the movie, before Broadway, before we opened, the dialogue was, "Donnie's not your friend. I'm your friend." And then Frankie says, "Yeah, but what am I going to do? It's a murder. It's a murder charge." <laughs> he goes, and plus Donnie's my friend, and the line was, "Donnie's a scumbag." And then mm-hmm. I got you. I'll take care of mm-hmm. you. Go on. Go 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 to your wife. Right. But the line was. Donnie's scumbag. a scumbag. So now, here we are in rehearsal, mm-hmm. and he changed the name of the characters to Donnie, right? Which yeah. is me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so we go, 
So then every time we're rehearsing this thing, fucking Christian Hoff would say, Donnie's a scumbag. <laughs> Des would look at me. Look at me, right? I'm looking, I'm supposed to be facing forward. Des would look at me and go, <laughs> he would give me the finger he would do everything because it was his way of saying just he would rub me every day rib me and it was because Tommy DeVito says Donnie's a scumbag and it made him laugh so hard every day during rehearsal they cut, they cut the line on for the first preview uh, mm-hmm. on Broadway and, I, and he goes alright so alright Donnie you've taken enough abuse we're going to cut the line Donnie's a scumbag. Aww. They kept it in there the whole time, just until the first preview, just, just to freaking get me. Fucking yeah, get yes, just to get me and look but, at so me every instead, time. Instead of the middle finger, he gave you a fuck. Fuck yeah, Donnie. He, yeah. He gave, no, Donnie's a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Des. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers, yeah. Cheers to you, Des. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, exactly. Oh. We're here to oh resolve a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay, well, so him. the line changed in Broadway. And so they, they cut yes. the Donnie's a scumbag line. And, yes. But in the movie, now Vincent Piazza, mm-hmm. we oh love God. Vincent I love Piazza. him. We quote him all the I mean, his, his, his quotable quotes. In this movie, seriously, yeah. are most of the yeah. quotes that we say every single fucking day. And oh, every yes. single day. No, every day. Uh, my hand to God. Like, yes. My, and, no, I mean, we, we yeah. always like, mm-hmm. it's like, a, you know, the, and when, they're, when they're robbing the bank. Right? It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, fuck your mother's ass. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it was it was he was totally he was totally you know what I, I, I and it's funny, Vincent had had the he was he came into a rough situation because we all knew the steps, we mm-hmm. all knew what we were singing. Right. You know, and Vincent was really not a singer or a dancer. Right. So uh he was trying to keep up but he was—he worked really hard, he and I thought he did a great job. It. Did a great job. Yeah. Well, you know, with with no the one, Donnie. no one will be, yeah, no one will be Christian Hoff. No one. Oh, I mean, no one will beat that performance. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Vincent for the movie did a, a, an amazing, fabulous, fabulous job. job. I mean, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the one thing I will say I missed from Vincent's performance. So in "Cry for Me," uh, Tommy's mm-hmm. harmony line. It's one of my favorite things to hear, to listen yes, to in the show. Yes. So, but Vincent, Vincent, he was singing, I think, he was sharing uh, Michael Lamenda's line. Yes, right. So, Don't go, baby. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's, that's the only thing that I miss. But seriously, uh-huh. he is, I mean. He was perfect. We, we, we talk about, we always talk about the the Coney Island scene. The, couldn't find pockets in my canoe. <laughs> my canoe. That, that is. Me, me and Gia's <laughs> fucking guy. Yeah. I know. I was like, what are you kidding me? So, so can you tell us the story? <laughs> okay. Uh, so oh, about the the one thousand or three thousand? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Pay for my canoe. I was like, all right. So here's what happens. Um, we do the scene. We rehearse. Um, I, I, Clint says, all right. I want you to stand on the stairs. So, and then when he comes, you come down, and then you you hand. Now, just so you know, um, I made this. This was a little technical thing that I I made the decision on for the movie. If you notice, uh, Norm, when he gives Tommy DeVito the money, when I hand him the money, it's in a plastic, it's in a, a paper bag, okay? Yeah. Because actually, Norm Waxman's real nickname was Norm the Bag. Norm the Bag. Did you know bag. that? We did not know that. know that. Yeah. Norm Norm's the bag. actual Norm the Bag was his nickname. The Bag the was bag. his nickname. Like, like yeah. you know, Joey Bag of Donuts or right. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, but <laughs> anyway, it was, yeah, that's right. It's exactly. Yeah. So the, his real his nickname was, uh, and we did this in lawyer was Norm the Bag. So, and the reason why was because of what I just figured out was that that's because whenever he lent money, he always delivered it in a small paper bag, so that it wouldn't be obvious that he's handing him money. Mm-hmm. So it was a small bag. So I had them. I remember we were on set, and I. Uh, the, the, the prop department said, okay, you had requested some paper bags. I've got the big ones, the small ones, the little ones, the blah, blah. So I picked them and I said, okay, these fit money perfect This, you know, for $10,000 to $50 bills. So I picked this bag and I used it. And I used that and I made the slap so mm-hmm. you could yep. really hear it hit his hand. Yes. And then... Um, and that was uh, that was that was my homage to the nickname Norm the Bag because he always had money when, in a little bag. Yeah, but the thing was is uh, my whole thing was with that with that scene with uh, Vinny doing a uh, little improv stuff. That was all Clint saying, throw him a curve because he wanted to see he wanted to make sure it wasn't too over rehearsed mm-hmm. and it didn't feel like we were doing the show. So. I remember we're doing that take. That was like the first or second take that that Vincent did that thing. Oh, and he, yeah, because they they it, they wanted me to have a couple of they tried a couple of different responses from me. Mm-hmm. But I remember him going walking up the stairs. I'm walking, and I'm expecting to say three grand, right? And he says a thousand, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? You're saying the wrong fucking line, <laughs> asshole. You know, I was like, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, three grand. I, said, no, I thought it was three. like a Like I was correct. Like the, exactly. I'm like, and that was all. That was all. Um, that was improv. And I, and then me going, three. Like, come on, don't make me remind <laughs> you. Well, what happened was, is wow. Well, we, I did that, but then what? Uh, Clint had said, I want to get a couple of more other reactions from you. Mm-hmm. So he taped me re- reacting to. That line that he made up about uh, a thousand, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, three. And then as he walks away, um, originally in that first take, I said, "Son of a bitch, mother!" <laughs> you know, like pissed that he said one when it was three. So then I, so I remember Clint was like, "All right, here, we'll try another reaction." So I go, "Okay," and I went, "Fucking kids, <laughs> school kids, school kids, fucking kids." Fuck After he walks away, I'm like. Fucking kids, <laughs> you know, because it's. Uh, and then the, the second one was, "You fucking fuck." <laughs> and when I did, when I you know, when I did that, yeah. when I did that one, you fucking fuck. Uh, Clint was like, "Watch the language. Watch the language." <laughs> Meanwhile, Jersey Boys is rated R for language throughout. Um, yeah. I have to show you something. Uh, one second, hold up. Please. <laughs> Uh oh. Yes. No. Wait. Fuck your mother's ass. I okay. I had in my Astoria apartment. I had my "fuck you, you fucking fuck" shirt that I wanted to okay. wear for this interview, <laughs> but I didn't do it. I didn't bring it with me. Fuck you, you fucking fuck. I and Clint's have. going. Watch the language. <laughs> Gio, what scene? What what scene does he say? What scene does he say you fuck? Um, I think that's to Joey. To isn't Nick. It? Um, to Nick. Um, in in the in the the, the oh. sit down scene, he says, like, "Come on, like you fuck." Like to, just to Nick. It's just a reaction to Nick. 
Yeah, for what? Get 162 in the hole? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. I th- oh, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. thought, I thought, I wonder what was, I thought he also did something different with, um, when, hey, Frank, which size shoe you wear? Um, uh, ten and a half. fall off the truck. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ten and a half. Yeah, they, they send the, they, uh, on the first truck, they send the right. That's right, There was something, it was, the left. left and the there right. was something <laughs> different there, too. Well, he, yeah, he yeah, did, yeah. he's like, well, you didn't try to take food off your plate. Oh, like, okay. we say that all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Nick, uh, Nick, 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 you got the, did you get the thing? And Nick is special. That's right, that's right, that's right. I moved the pearls. Oh, oh, you moved the pearls. That, that's where we got the asalut from. Right. Oh, I mean, I'm, t- I'm... I can't believe how many lines you guys remember oh, this. that's nothing. Yeah. Oh, my God. The General Motors line always gets a laugh with, um, like, with, with my parents. And, I forget what, what it was. It. So, so, so it was Mr. Bobby Businessman, right? So... Well, you go out with the demos, too, and then when you get back, you can take over General Motors. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. I, that was, I think that yeah. was added. I think <laughs> Vinny put that in, because I didn't remember how that... Yeah, it was funny. He did. Yeah. He put all... He put I mean, all in. I mean, yeah. the, the, the whole thing with the... The whole, the whole thing with the also... What, uh, you're going to pass on Atlantic City? What do you, you pass on things. Is that what you, you pass, do? You, you that pass what you on do? things now. <laughs> that's what you do. That's great. <laughs> and, then, um, no, and then in the, the first scene, um, uh, after mm-hmm. Frankie sings, I can't give you anything but love, um, he, mm-hmm. they, 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 they do that scene in the back room. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. good tonight. Good, good not, not great. great. Good, not great. That's right. That's right. That would, just, that would be a typical. No, he's like, you want a, you want a fucking smack? <laughs> Classic, Tommy. What you want, oh, yeah, you want yeah. a fucking smack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, yeah. he took a swing. He took a swing. He took a swing. So funny. <laughs> come on, no, little buddy. brother. I hate you, little brother. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I told you, Donnie. We do no, not you fuck got, around you got with going. the lines yeah. in the show. You gotta go. we, I remember we, when I was. I remember when I was rehearsing uh, for Tommy for to play Tommy DeVito, and I remember in rehearsal, uh, who was who was it? Dominic Nolfi, I think, was was understanding um, uh, at the time was understanding Frankie. And I remember rehearsing, and, I, and we have the card, you know, the, the yes. queen, the, pick the card, pick a card, da da da. We're doing that scene, and then it's like, hey, and I smack him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I smacked him a little too hard. <laughs> I was like, I'm in rehearsal. I'm like, because I'm doing, I'm trying to get it going. I'm doing it. I'm like, Tommy, it's a different fucking role, the whole thing. And then so I'm like, and look at that, and I smacked him. And Dominic was like, <laughs> he, he was like. Wait, man, because I smacked him hard. I was like, but I know there was a time, there were a couple times when Christian smacked uh, John Lloyd a little too hard, and John would get pissed because I think it shook him a little too hard. But um, yeah, Christian was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, if we can uh, transition back to the show for a little bit, because sure, um, I mean, guys, mm-hmm. if you didn't know, I mean, Donnie Kerr, also mm-hmm. master musician, he was. Ah, you were you. playing instruments on stage. I mean, that was that was the yeah. whole thing. I mean, um, mm-hmm. it's it, not only were the seasons playing instruments, mm-hmm. and you know, with mm-hmm. the with the farfisa and the guitars and the bass, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you played drums and guitar on stage. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes, I did. Yes, so I did. So can you yes. tell us how? That was kind of written in and how that was developed. 
Okay, so here's what happened. The truth of it is, is that um, before, uh, like six months before, six months before the show was casting or for La Jolla, uh, Des had called me and said, I've got something for you. And I was like, what? He goes, well, let me just put it this way. I can't tell you the name of it, but it's, uh, it's, it's something that where I want to be able to use actors to actually be the musicians. And I was like, okay. So um, he said, all right, I want you to play guitar and, and also drums. So I was like, oh, cool, that'd be fun. So then, he, then when, I, when I heard what this thing was and they sent me a script and, and the original Frankie Valley songs to listen to while I was reading the script, I was like, wow. So he says, okay, I'm going to, Donnie, I want you to play drums on the big three. Uh, so Sherry, Big Girls, and uh, Walk Like a Man. And I was like, great. So I did. And then what was cool is when we came to New York, nobody had done that yet. Um, you know, we were pretty much the first show to actually use the actors to actually play all the instruments. So it was because it wasn't just one or two people playing. Everybody mm -hmm. was everybody. playing. Yeah. And um, so I, I actually got in the musicians union. Wow. Of that. The local. Yeah. Um, local 802. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was funny because I, right when I left Jersey Boys to go do Billy Elliot, I had two more months before I would be vested mm -hmm. as a union member. And so <clears throat> I remember thinking, oh, two months away, you know. And then when I went to do Billy Elliot, uh, they had asked me if I would play accordion in one song. And I was like, yeah. So, but that was, that's what, because I played accordion in one song in Billy Elliot. Um, the Christmas song, then I was, um, I, I got my union, they did it, they paid the union due, and so I finally got vested in, in the musicians union, but it was because of that, and that was great, it was fun playing, I loved playing my own instruments on stage, it was a lot, it's sort of, it made you own the character yeah. a little more, you know, you had to, because you weren't just acting, you weren't pretending, you were actually, you were actually. with the band playing, yes, and you had to watch the conductor. Otherwise, you get in trouble. Especially if you tried to, especially if you tried to riff on your own, you know. <laughs> oh, that happened once. It happened once in La Jolla. Yeah. Did it really? Oh yeah. I was. I, I guess That's what happened so is that the I'm sitting there. I'm playing uh, too just good too good to be true on um, on guitar in the back, and I'm playing the the chords for that. But then there after that. Then there's going to work in my way and doing all these <clears throat> where I come down stage and I start playing around with them. <clears throat> well, for working my way and, and uh, something else, I forget what else was there. Um, I can see you. Um, let's hang on. That's right. Uh, let's yeah. hang on. So were you playing during I that? Was... Oh, so th this is when you were Charlie Colello, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so I would be like when we were doing when I'm doing that, I was actually playing those parts. But in La Jolla, we had, I mean, mind you, this is the first time that we had tried this. So we're in La Jolla, and we're doing the show, and then there's this part where it's a build-up of something, and I'm playing some riff or something that, that I think sounds right. <coughs> so we get to this section, and suddenly my guitar is wailing in the, in the, all over everywhere. And Ron Melrose, the music director... Yep. Mm -hmm is up in his booth going, what the fuck, what the fuck? 
because he's hearing my guitar going, right? And I'm wailing on it, and I'm like acting, and I'm in it. I'm, no, and you I'm have no fucking cool clue. Note, but I realize it sounded kind of like Yeah. So after the show, after the show, that after that show, Ron Melrose comes over and he goes, "How dare you play those parts? How dare you do that?" And I said, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "I could hear you." bullshitting in my, my thing and the sound was way up you turned the sound way up and like, how dare you and I said Ron I'm just oh was acting God. I was doing what I thought I've been doing I haven't changed anything and the sound woman sound lady her name Julie comes over and says Ron mm-hmm. that's my fault because I didn't turn him I didn't mute him so for that part right. that was my fault and so Ron was like Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear him I saying hear that. Him he was it. like, ah, oh, son we, of we a... Yeah, Ron's Ron. great, man. He's, Don't he's, get me wrong. He's, I love Ron. He's, he's a great guy. But we had, we had, we, we had just had uh, to figure some things out in the beginning of I'm, our, I'm sure of our days, so in the early days when we were trying to figure out where to place everything. Yeah. And, because, and I understood his frustration because he was like, suddenly this guitar came out of nowhere and he's like, what the fuck? Right. Oh my mm-hmm. God! Yeah, because suddenly he didn't—he didn't have control of it. It was something he couldn't control. Right. <clears throat> so yeah. when it came down, he was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> I was like, oh "I would God, love God. to hear oh Ron my God. curse in, he was just, in real life." He barely like, did. I, he didn't. Might, he no. might not have said "son of a bitch," but his intention was, "You motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay. We we Ron and I have gotten past that. We we have mutual I should mutual hope love so. and respect. Oh. oh yeah, mutual love and respect. Yes. Well, it was fifteen oh, yeah. years ago. We were ago, both young so. tykes and thinking we were all that. Uh, uh, and here I am playing oh, some uh, weird part, and <laughs> and Ron just not being able to turn it down. So he had no control of it. So he was. But when the sound person came over, it was even funnier because he was like, oh, no, 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 no. and the sound goes, um, excuse me, oh, that was my fault. <laughs> and he's like. Julie. Yeah, but she was cool yeah. enough to admit that it wasn't her. She was cool enough to say, hey. Definitely. You know, hey, got to give it a big, up. lot yeah. of respect. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. I think that's, well, that's part of what makes a great, a great company is when you are willing to own up to your <clears throat> mistakes yeah. or mm-hmm. things. Uh, everybody Absolutely. goes through, uh, look, when the pressure's on, you know, look, Des can sit there, Des and Sergio and Ron and everybody, uh, Everybody's on under the gun, you know. Everybody wants to make this something great. Everybody so wants tried. to be up front. That's right. Everybody <laughs> wants to. Yep. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to. Everybody tells <laughs> it like they they want. Yeah, they need yeah, to, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I was just yep. going to say that uh, in creating it, we we what what I don't. And here's the cool thing is that when you rehearse a show mm-hmm. like Jersey Boys and you're working with a, a director like Des. <clears throat> You try everything. Every what's great about Desi gives you the freedom as an actor to come at it however you feel organically from it. So he lets you have that, and that's what's wonderful of about him as a director because he definitely wants it to come from an organic, true place. So when we tried stuff, we tried. I remember when I was on the tour. There were some actors that were trying to say different lines <clears throat> that were timed perfectly because we tried them a hundred times before. So I'd see some actors trying to change up the timing so that it worked for them, but it didn't work for the mm. whole scene for everybody. So it would become like, no, you, you can't say that this way because 
the end result will be different. So, but a lot of actors don't get that. It's it's interesting um, because every look when you take over a role, you want to make it your own. You want to make it the best you can. You know, so you never know. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a reason why things were timed a certain way because you would get the laugh. We knew the laugh would happen if it was timed a certain way. Like for instance, yes. the, the, the one of the biggest laughs in the, in the show for theater on was was um. That's a very interesting smell. What what is that? Mm-hmm. Soap. Fucking Soap. great. What a brilliant what a brilliant <laughs> yeah. and that used to get a huge laugh when Jen when Jen uh Jen Nemo, the original Mary Delgado, did it. She just did it perfectly. I mean it would really bring the house down. Some of the actors, some of the other actresses didn't quite get it because they didn't let let enough time go in between saying mm-hmm. you know, what is that smell? What do you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Soap. So if you mm-hmm. if you answer too quickly, the joke would not would not land exactly. the same. If you gave it an extra second, then it becomes smartass, which works in her character. That's that's that make Mary. Sense? I don't know. Just little lines like that where actors try to make it their own, but they got to understand that the timing was set for exactly. a certain reason. It's exactly. Yeah. It's 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 the the. It's not just about the dialect and the accent because with with the dialect. I mean, this is, it, it's all about, I mean, comedy is all about timing, but like when, you know, we, 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 me, me and Gia always reference this, you know, you know, the comedian Sebastian Menescalco. I do. You know, he says, I don't know him real, real well, but I do know. Yeah. Him. So, you know, he yeah. says, you know, Italians and Jews, very similar. You know, they say same corporation. And the silence the and, and, the, and the waiting for right. the it's, line the, is a cadence in itself. And that's the cadence. Without a doubt. Cultural yes. cadence. Mm-hmm. Hashtag yes. cultural cadences with Donnie yes. Kerr. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to tell you is that you mentioned something. Uh, my first Broadway show was a, a play called Legend mm-hmm. with F. Murray Abraham F. Murray and Abraham. Elizabeth Ashley. And, mm. um, and uh, I remember... When I was 12 years old, I went in and because uh, I first came in as the understudy for the part. And so uh, it's my first experience in a Broadway theater. OK, I walk, my mom walks me into a Broadway backstage theater to go for my first day of rehearsal because I'd gotten the show. So I show up and, and I'm like, dude, so. <laughs> I walk up and there's this woman and we walk to the backstage and there's this woman in a naked woman standing in the doorway like this uh, in, I've, you, there's the backstage door you walk in and then you say hello to the stage manager desk to check in but over there across from me was this woman standing in a doorway naked completely naked <laughs> and my mom says oh um hi Miss Ashley it was Elizabeth Ashley oh. she says, would you mind putting on a robe oh. and Elizabeth's was like oh I'm sorry sure because <laughs> so she, she walked in and she's literally naked against the door and she's going hey kid how you doing and my mom's like uh would you mind putting on a robe so Elizabeth Ashley did but it was really they were really really nice to me really cool to me and then I, I think three years ago I was doing the the lab for a Bronx tale mm. uh, and I was doing a lab for that and we were at the 42nd Street Studios and I got in an elevator and there they were there was F. Murray Abraham no and way. Elizabeth Ashley in the elevator uh-huh. and I saw them and I'm like and they saw me and we had a big 
big hug. I took pictures. It was lovely. It was great to see them. I got to see them three years ago. They were together in the elevator, and I'm like, how? And here I am rehearsing mm-hmm. for Bronx Tale. I was just so, uh, wow, it just took me back. I mean, this, those were the first people that I worked with and uh, since I was a kid. So mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, uh, it was a lovely little reunion. But <clears throat> That's yeah, a full circle that moment was, uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was it was a first circle really moment. Yeah. talk about a full circle moment <laughs> totally I mean, man isn't that special isn't, isn't that, that special, special. pretty cool yeah wow. <laughs> isn't <laughs> I'm sorry aren't you the church lady yes <laughs> <laughs> I told you it wasn't no vision <laughs> <laughs> told you it was no vision I think oh that's brilliant um, I think this is um, I think this is actually a beautiful place to that one and Donnie's a scumbag <laughs> <laughs> I thank you so much, thank Donnie. You. I mean, guys, really go watch Rockers on Broadway Monday, November not November se- November ninth, ninth Monday yeah. at seven, 7 p.m. online Broadway on demand. Um, this is going to mm-hmm. be a hell of a concert. Amazing lineup. Yes, all it's uh, it's so such a special. Can I can I can I drop the yes, names, please? please. Okay, so so joining us this year is well, we're honoring Billy Porter, but joining us is Cindy Lauper, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts. Come on, uh, Lachance, Adam Pascal, J. Robert Spencer. Um, oh, uh, oh, I've got some 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 drag some drag uh, race winners from RuPaul's Drag Race. <gasps> we've got Ginger love- Minge. Mm-hmm. You have Ginger. Cool. We've got Ginger Minge. Nice. We've got Eureka. Uh-huh. Eureka, and I've got. Miss Poppy Fields, wow. um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be it's a it's hell of a, a show really going to be a great the, show. The Broadway inspirational voice is going to be there. Oh yes, beautiful. yes, Biv I is mean, doing. They, yes, they just yes. sang um, at they did uh, Gia. What was the name of that thing in Times Square that you went to? NYC Next. And NYC they, Next. They, okay, did, yeah. uh, um, mm-hmm. they 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 did their Broadway inspirational voice. Sunday in the Park with George of, of Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's isn't that funny? Because that's what that's what they're doing. For oh, beautiful! And, Are and they really? Well, I, I first heard there that. you go. I first heard that when yeah. I heard Billy saying yeah. that on uh, on the, the album on the corner of Broadway and Soul. Beautiful arrangement. Gorgeous. So everyone, please Gorgeous. check that. Please check that out. Yes. Rockersonbroadway.com. Go buy follow tickets. Follow them. Yes, uh, we will have the link in our link tree on our Instagram. And uh, follow Donnie. Uh, um, Follow Donnie on social media. Um, find Please. him everywhere um, and listen to the <laughs> on, on Facebook, Facebook everywhere. everywhere. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, check us out. Silhouettes mm-hmm. JB Podcast underscore on Instagram. Check us out. Silhouettes JB Podcast on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Um, listen to us everywhere you can find podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Yeah. Leave us a review. Leave us five stars if you choose to um and yes. um <laughs> and hey do, do the, the right, right thing. thing and thank you so much hey. donnie a salute my my pleasure you guys thank you and, and thank you for keeping up the jersey boys you know family together and and and, and reminding us of of all the lovely things that we've actually been able to share through the love the lovely world of jersey of boys oh is, it's thank you so our much, you honor Yes, and happy, happy 15-year anniversary of Jersey. Wow, this is so crazy. Today is the 15th? Today, wow. yeah. Holy shitballs. Holy shit. That's crazy. 